and welcome back to another episode of Garage Game Day Sports. I'm your host as always, Louis Longoria. I want to talk my college football playoff top 10 rankings, and I'm also offering my projections for the New Year's Six Bowls. We had a uh, big upset in the top 10, so we've got some shuffling of the deck going around. So I want to break down my top 10 before we get started. You can find me at Game Day Garage on Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Spotify. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on Spotify. The podcast is back up and running, and we are ready to go. Of course, number one, Georgia. No big deviation this week. Uh, Tennessee was up briefly in this game, and Georgia was actually down seven points. Their biggest deficit of the season. Oh, my goodness. Um, Georgia, of course, clamped down as they tend to do in the second half. They cruised to a 41-17 win, so the dogs stay on top. They show off their bark. They show off their bite, their defensive prowess. They can get it done through the air, on the ground, on defense. They're a lock to make the college football playoff, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's just going to happen. Whatever happens in the SEC title game, short of losing by four or five touchdowns to Alabama, the Bulldogs will be in the college football playoff. They are your likely number one seed if they do what I think they will do and run the table from here on out. Number two, Alabama basically had themselves a little scrimmage this week, taking out New Mexico State 59-3. to They were on cruise control basically this entire game. They did give up a field goal. They were on upset alert early in this game, being down 3 to nothing, and then they woke up and just took care of business. Um, they, do have iron, they do have Auburn in the Iron Bowl before that SEC title game clash with Georgia. I had said previously that I think they would make the playoff if they kept it in single digits. Um, I'm changing my tune a little bit. I think if they either push Georgia to overtime or keep it a three-point game, but anything uh, other than that, I think would keep the tide out. An 11 and two non-conference champ, uh, non-conference uh, champion. I don't think the tide would get in. Um, I think there's other teams that would leapfrog them with a loss. Um, and then of course. You know, you have to take into account if Georgia does run the table and they're the number one seed, you don't really want Alabama the number four seed. You don't really want to punish Georgia for beating them in the SEC title game only to give Alabama another shot at them in the semifinal. So that would only require dropping them one spot to number three. I don't see that happening. I see the tide being out, making room for another team in the college football playoff. Number three, and I might get some flack for this, but hey, this game happened two months ago. And I've got the Ohio State Buckeyes number three. They have looked pretty good. I know they struggled against Nebraska, but they looked dominant against Purdue. They were not gonna, They were not about that upset talk. Uh, you know, the spoiler makers, Purdue going in, handing Michigan State their first loss. Uh-uh. Ohio State, not about that this week. They were all business. 45 in the first half. Purdue had a bunch of points and a bunch of yards. Uh, empty calories in the second half. This game was over by the second quarter, folks. Consistency, though, is going to be the make or break for Ohio State. And the strength, the the schedule the rest of the way is just brutal. You know, you've got, of course, Michigan State this coming weekend. They host Michigan State. Then they got to go to the big house to take on Michigan in what will likely decide the Big Ten East representative and the college football playoff possible, uh, you know, uh, if the winner goes on to win the Big Ten championship, which they'll be – favored against what's looking like a Wisconsin team from the West. But I've got Oregon State number three. That means I've got the Ducks at number four. 
granted the head-to-head win over Ohio State. It's starting to get trumped, and some people may have Oregon ahead of them right now. But that win is going to eventually diminish the more quality wins Ohio State racks up. There's not really a comparison with the rest of Ohio State's schedule. Now, it's a big if, if, big if, if the Buckeyes can navigate their way through both Michigan State, Michigan, and the Big Ten Championship game. Um, you would have no reason not to have them ahead of Oregon, even with that loss, because Ohio State's schedule is just miles tougher than Oregon's. They've got a Utah teetering on the edge of the top 25. If they beat them, Utah's then, of course, out. Um, and then the Pac-12 title game, which could very well be a rematch against Utah. Who knows? But uh, Ohio State, I've got them for now. Number three, Oregon, number four. Number five, Cincinnati. They're there, but they're in good standing, and I'll tell you why. The Big 12 is fixing to eat itself. Baylor handed Oklahoma their first loss of the season, which I actually didn't see coming. I thought Oklahoma, I thought Baylor would play Oklahoma very close, and I thought Oklahoma, by the skin of their teeth, would win yet another game and march into Bedlam, an undefeated Oklahoma Sooner team, ready to run the table or ready to, even with one loss, would avenge their loss in the Big 12 title game. Well, they got punched in the mouth by Baylor. 27-14 Baylor took out Oklahoma, dropped them in the rankings. Cincinnati now has a golden opportunity. Granted, if the Big 12, if, if Oklahoma State doesn't run the table, if they run the table, then I don't know. The committee might have a bit of a quandary on their hands. Um, they stay at number five. They blew out South Florida, and South Florida, I know, made it a little closer, 45-28. And, you know, the numbers say that's not a sexy win for the committee. Uh, they do host SMU, which, although they're not ranked, is a very formidable 8-2 team, and they would likely get, well, they'll get Houston, a likely top 25 team in the AAC title game. Will that be enough to move the needle? Not necessarily, but they need the Big 12 to continue to eat itself. They need Alabama to lose to Georgia, and then the Bearcats would be in, and all would be right in the world, and the little guy would finally have a chance in the college football playoff. So I hope that happens. Go Bearcats. Um, I had to do the Number six, Michigan State. And I'm honoring the head-to-head here over Michigan, and I'm not honoring the Ohio State-Oregon anymore because – the teams look a lot different than they did two months ago when the Buckeyes and Ducks played Michigan State over Michigan. This game was just two weeks ago, so I'm still honoring the head-to-head. They bounced back nicely after that loss to Purdue. You know, they got punched in the mouth, and, and teams might have, you know, taken that and, and stumbled the rest of the way, and it may have caused an avalanche of problems, you know, at the end of the season. They had 27 in the first half over Maryland. They ended up winning 40-21 to over the Terps. Um... The showdown this week with Ohio State is just going to be make or break. You know, it's it's going to be a huge matchup, a very important matchup. Will determine, you know, who's well. Ohio State has a loss, but it's out of conference. So if Michigan State loses, a two-loss Michigan State team is, you know, for sure out of the running. Um, they still control their own destiny, though. Beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten, and they could ver- and they could very well be in and take Ohio State spots. So. There's a lot of what when and you're in control your own destiny scenarios, but in, in often often the case they're playing each other. So you know Georgia and Alabama. Alabama controls their own destiny, but they've got to beat Georgia. Michigan State, Ohio State. You know one of them's got to win, one's got to lose. So uh, tough there for the Spartans, but they can they can very well do it and and maybe take their take Ohio State spot in the Big Ten. So I'm interested to see what Sparty will do on Saturday. Number seven, of course, Michigan, squeaked by Penn State, 21-17, although Penn State's not ranked any longer. Still a quality win for Michigan. Uh, 
Uh, of course, they host Ohio State, like we mentioned, to end the season. They travel to Maryland before that, though, but they should be big favorites uh, as long as they don't slip up. So um, the question would be not really if you have two Big Ten teams in the playoff because I think that ship has sailed, but it's after the Big Ten champ, do you take two teams in the New Year's Six? And I will get to that in just a hot second. Notre Dame is my number eight team. They blew out a Virginia team that was without Brennan Armstrong, so take that how you will. They won 28-3, though. They smothered and suffocated the Cavaliers' offense, didn't let them get anything going, although they had a freshman starting in place of Armstrong. The defense looked great. You've got Georgia Tech, and you got to go to Stanford. That's left on the schedule, so 11-1, very doable. Uh, it's very likely the Irish finish 11-1, but also no conference championship. So how is that going to affect the Irish? They're not going to have a conference title um, or even a conference championship game, so they won't have that extra feather in their cap. So in my opinion, the Fiesta or the Peach Bowl is going to be most likely. I think they've got a ceiling, and I don't think it's in the college football playoff. So um, what they're doing, they're, they're, they're playing really good ball right now. Their only loss is to Cincinnati. I don't see a scenario in which they jump Cincinnati or might find their way into the into the uh, top four. So I think, yeah, the Fiesta or the Peach Bowl is likely for the Irish. Oklahoma State, boy, did they cover the over by themselves. 63-17 to 17 over TCU. And granted, TCU is having a very, very down year. But the Cowboys racked up almost 450 yards rushing. Just rushing. 450 yards, eight touchdowns. They travel to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech, and then, of course, they close out the season, the regular season, going to Oklahoma in the Bedlam game. And then you've got a possible rematch. You know, if they beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma's got two losses, and Baylor would have the tiebreaker. You'd have the Cowboys and the Bears in the Big, Te- in the Big 12 title game. Um, they're a dark horse, folks, for the college football playoff. The Cowboys, I mean, I, I didn't think they had the offense, and the offense still needs some work, but... You know, they can get it done when it counts, and that defense, you can never count that that defense out. That defense can just suffocate teams. We'll see what they do in two weeks against Oklahoma, and then if they win that and they go to the Big 12, things could get very interesting if you have a one-loss Big 12 champion Oklahoma State Cowboys. So uh, we'll see about that. They're, they're a very interesting team to look uh, ahead to. Number 10, I got Ole Miss. Uh, they shut out AM for a half. Uh, A&M got back into it, and there was a little bit of back and forth before the Rebels finally uh, sealed the deal. 29-19 winners. They host Vanderbilt, and they go to Mississippi State, which could be a tricky game, the Egg Bowl, at, at the end of the season to close out. Uh, of course, no SEC title game, but New Year's Six very much in reach for the Rebels. I do I do like them to reach a New Year's Six Bowl. And speaking of the New Year's Six, I want to get to my projections. These are projections. Not as we stand right now. These are how I think things will play out going forward. Orange Bowl, Georgia, number one. The Bulldogs going to run the table undefeated. They will take on the also undefeated Cincinnati Bearcats. I think the Bearcats make their way into the playoff by virtue of an Alabama loss. Big 12 problems. Oklahoma State probably drops a game or Oklahoma, you know, drops a game. And the Big 12 shuts itself out of the college football playoff. You got a rematch of last year's Peach Bowl. Two undefeated teams clashing in the Orange Bowl. The Cotton Bowl, I know the big argument is Ohio State, Oregon. How much longer are we going to hold the head-to-head? 
Um, is Oregon better than Ohio State? They beat them head-to-head, but Ohio State's got the higher quality wins. Well, guess what, folks? Round two is coming to the Cotton Bowl. We'll find out for sure this time who's the better team, Ohio State or Oregon. I have them in the semifinal in the Cotton Bowl. That's going to be a good one. Uh, both teams, as my projections would be, you know, conference champions. Ohio State would find their way, would navigate their way through the rough Big Ten waters and would find themselves the Big Ten champs. Oregon takes down Utah, probably does it again in the Pac-12 title game. So they're a one-loss conference champ. The Sugar Bowl ratings galore, man. Alabama finds their way into the Sugar Bowl to take on Oklahoma. You would have plenty of sexy names and plenty of subplots to talk about in this game. Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Caleb Williams, uh, the Spencer Rattler drama, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley. Uh, High-scoring affair is, is what my projection would be in the Sugar Bowl. I've got Alabama, Oklahoma. The Rose Bowl, I've been back and forth on this. I don't know which Big Ten team they would exactly take, and not to worry because I, the other team would also make a bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl. I've got Michigan, and I've got Michigan playing. It's going to be a letdown. It's going to be Utah because they're going to be, you know, in my opinion, the runners-up in the Pac-12. Can we petition, please, though? Can we petition not a Pac-12 team, but they beat so many Pac-12 teams during this year. Could we get BYU in this game instead of Utah? Because Utah, they're sitting at 23 right now. But if they were to lose to Oregon and even lose to them again, there's no way they'd be in the top 25, and you might be able to sneak another Pac-12 team in there. But um, could BYU garner some consideration? Could there be some sort of one-year waiver that if 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 a team beats so many Pac-12 teams, they're they're close enough they can be in the Pac-12. Damn it, they're in Utah. Um, can can they take the place of a Pac-12 team? So if it was up to me, I'd have Michigan BYU. But for the sake of the projections, it's probably going to be Michigan Utah. Um, the Fiesta Bowl, a couple of dynamic running backs taking center stage in the Fiesta Bowl. Big, marketable teams. You're going to send Notre Dame all the way to Glendale for the Fiesta Bowl and Michigan State for that matter. But you'd have a clash two historic programs, two dynamic running backs, um, two big-name programs that are going to bring the cash money because, you know, that's that's what the college football playoff in the New Year's Six is all about, the cash money, baby. Notre Dame, Michigan State in the Fiesta Bowl. That leaves me with an at-large, well, not an at-large, well, one at-large team from the SEC, Ole Miss. Matt Corral and that Ole Miss offense taking on the last of the Power Five champs, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I could not, if this happens, I could not wait to see this Peach Bowl. Sam Hartman and that Wake Forest offense taking on Matt Corral and the offense of the Ole Miss Rebels. My goodness, that would be awesome. Those are my bowl projections. That is my top ten. My name is Louis Longoria for Garage Game Day Sports. Once again, you can find me at Game Day Garage. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Find us on Facebook or on Spotify if you're listening to the podcast here. We've got it back up and running, so that's good. Uh, Another channel to follow us on. I will see you guys later on in the week. It should be a hell of a college football Saturday, and we'll see how my projections shake out. Who knows how it will go.